Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike Gems Weekly Reads. I'm recording this on a Friday, um, heading out to Hawaii for the first time. Um, so by the time you listen to this, I should be back from Hawaii. Um, gonna spend a week there <clears throat> in Maui. Um, so I thought I would record one. I have one in the can, which I'll release before I leave. And then I have another, well, I, I just have one more in the can. So, and then I'll have another Geek Brunch tomorrow, which won't go out until I get back from Hawaii. So, <clears throat> I thought I would record one now because I'm home. I'm officially on vacation. Uh, you might say, well, didn't you just get back from a vacation and Christmas, like a long ass one? Well, I did. And then... But before I knew it, last, um, I think it was in December or November, Barb had scheduled, it was probably November after Thanksgiving, scheduled us for Hawaii in, in February. So I have an earlier vacation than normally, which is May or June and July. I usually have some time off in May, June, July, and then again in September, but we'll see what happens. Um, <clears throat> I do think I will not be going to Heroes Con this year. Um, Bill isn't going to make it because he's going to be somewhere else, probably on a ship or a boat or something. <clears throat> and I am, I decided not to go since he's not going and tried to convince him to go to Baltimore because he's never been to Baltimore. And the cons are pretty similar. Um, Baltimore is not as big in comics as Heroes. It's big, but not like Heroes is all comics. Like it's just all comics. Yes, you could get t-shirts and <clears throat> knickknacks, but it's almost all comics. And Baltimore has actors and it, it goes a little more into the pop culture um, era area that I like um, than I would like. But it is also a cool place to be if you're on the front, you know, <clears throat> if you're on the right side of Baltimore, <laughs> uh, which we usually are. Uh, and then we're near the pier, so we always go on a speedboat and do all kinds of things in that area near the, the pier, uh, go on tours of the ships and stuff like that. So uh, I thought I would record something, um, and... I just recently picked up, I I have a order um, coming in today. I'm not sure what's all in it, but I think it's a lot of DC ghosts. Uh, there might be some other stuff in there. I, I don't remember what. But um, it's from that uh, Twitter auction stuff that I try to get in on, but I haven't been winning. Somebody's been sniping me on the... <laughs> I think it's somebody that listens to this podcast, but has been sniping me on the Charlton horror comics and Charlton books, so I haven't been able to get them. <clears throat> but I have been, I, ha I have uh, obtained a couple of, I I've been in the funny mood comics, funny comic book, funny books, um, specifically the Flintstones, the Jetsons, and... Uh, Scooby-Doo. Uh, unfortunately, my shop, I know he's got Scooby-Doo's, at least early DCs. 
but I don't know where he has them. I, I, I would be lost. His, his uh, store is a little bit of a clusterfuck. He has a kid's area of books, and I, I've plowed through all of them. And this is where most of this stuff has come from. <clears throat> Plus, um, he does something that drives me absolutely nuts. So he, he, he gets drawer boxes, which I'm, I'm really happy about, because what I used to have to do is go to another comic shop to get drawer boxes. And I had a deal with him at the time that I'd have to get them in bulk because <clears throat> he wouldn't order that much and I needed a lot. So I'd go to him buy like 20 books, but my new com my my existing comic shop keeps them in stock. But the one thing he does that drives me kind of nuts, not because of uh, drawer boxes, but he takes the inner part of the drawer boxes and covers the back issues, so you can't get to the back issues on the top shelf. And he puts all the new books on there, <clears throat> so it's probably good that he keeps me from plowing through his back issue stock at least on the top shelf and uh <clears throat> keeps me away from that i'm sorry i have a lot of phlegm matter of fact i think i'm gonna go get a soda <clears throat> to uh wash this down because uh i probably should wash it down with water but i really would like some orange juice but we're out and i don't think we're gonna buy orange juice before before this trip but, uh, yeah, I forgot what I'm talking about. So, uh, oh, he covers the back issues with the innards of the drawer piece of the drawer box and then puts the new books on top. And the, the problem is, is he orders too much inventory for what he sells. <clears throat> if I was to manage his shop, I would trim down on what I keep on the shelf because I think most of his customers, at least the majority of them that I see, that spend a lot of money are pull box people. <clears throat> there are people that come off the street and go through the things, but yeah, I, I prefer to be able to get to the back issues. And he has, he keeps all the funny books in kind of like the back area, and I've kind of rifled through them there are some charlton's i am interested still like huckleberry hounds and yogi bears and some odd stuff but i i've rifled through like he's got about eight drawer box not drawer boxes but long boxes in the back for kids books and then on top of that he's got star wars and then he's got like rows and rows of back issues but I can't get to the top rows because he's got them all covered up. And he knows that it drives me nuts. But I don't know what to say, you know. But I did I did rifle through some uh, back issues um, because I had a really small stack of comics this week for whatever reason. Um, I, had, I found a secret agent number 10, which is uh, Sarge Steele. Um, from Charlton Comics. That was probably the only non-funny book I got this week. I got a Harvey Classics 64-pager, uh, the Jetsons Giant size. I'm pretty excited about that. I got a Jetsons from Gold Key, but I don't know which number it is. Um, it has a mint price of 80, so um, I bought it for eight bucks, but this is probably a VG. 
And these books are getting expensive, I really think, across the board, especially in the areas that I want. Um, we have a Charlton number 10 Jetsons, a Charlton number 13 Jetsons, a Charlton number 14 Jetsons, a Charlton number 16 Jetsons, and a Charlton number 18 Jetsons. And these are going for about eight bucks a pop um, in VG. So minus my discount, he gives me 25% off of that. Uh, some of them are five bucks depending on the condition. So this is a five bucks number 19 Jetsons. And I got a Magilla Gorilla number two from Charlton Comics. Also in the funny book area, he's got Ren and Stimpy's. I picked up an issue 29. Uh, I picked up a Flintstones. I, I don't know the number on it. Uh, I think it's number 50. Really excited by these Flintstones. I even started watching the cartoons, if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, a Flintstones 52 from Gold Key. A Flintstones, uh, don't know what this number is. And a Charlton Flintstones featuring the Great Gazoo, number two. Uh, Harvey Classics uh, Flintstones giant size to go with my Jetsons giant size. <coughs> I found a Marvel Comics Flintstone Kids. Um, very cool. You got young Barney saying, looks like we got a movie flight, Fred, Freddy. And it's got some <laughs> going on a like a, a pterodactyl uh, plane trip. And the projectionist is doing hand gestures like shadow puppets. <laughs> And I got a Archie Comics Flintstones number two. This one has, this is a cool cover because it involves uh, Hanna-Barbera properties. It's got uh, Fred carrying, uh, it looks like comic books. And Barney's carrying comics and they're all etched in rock. And uh, one of his, his Fred's top of his comic books that look really heavy because they're all huge stones and he's got Captain Caveman on it and he's telling Barney thank goodness the old days are over when comic books were 64 pages because they get heavier and Barney's holding his and he's got Yogi I don't know if uh, Wilma's there saying get your comics out of my fucking house <laughs> because she's in the background and uh Inside the house, there's just loads of comics, and it looks like they're having to unload them. <clears throat> so uh, any spouse could uh, see what's going on there. So those are some uh, recent pickups. I have another one coming in the mail, um, it, hopefully today. I hope it's today before I leave. If not today, then tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm going to go uh, refresh my USPS and see if it says it's arrived. No, it still says out for delivery. So I am going to go see if I have any questions. 
You know, every time I think I could trim back, uh, I, I have trimmed up, down significantly. Oh, I forgot I, I found a Crazy Magazine. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Crazy Magazine. Crazy Magazine was my first uh, mag, uh, comic book related subscription. I didn't have any other subscriptions other than Crazy Magazine. I don't remember how I got it or who ordered it for me, but I, I think it was my parents and I had a year, uh, maybe it was a year or two of, of Crazy Magazine. And guess what I did with them? Because they were magazines. I threw them out when I read them. <clears throat> I could slap myself in the face uh, a couple of times because I I wish I would have kept them. But but the reason I picked up this at Ed's Cards and Comics was because it had the uh, Three's Company on the cover. And, oh, God, I just love Three's Company. If you've heard me talk about TV, I, th there's some shows that I absolutely adore. You know, and Three's Company is one of them that I could turn on almost any time and just enjoy myself. It's like Seinfeld. You know, I could just, in the office, just turn it on and, and no matter what I'm doing, I, I get caught up in, in the episodes, even if I've seen them like 500 times. I don't know why that is. <clears throat> I apologize for all the hums uh, that I got going on. But uh, I am going to look at some questions. I, I think I might have one or two um, underneath. I know I have one for sure. Mm -mm -mm. So let me see if I answered this one. I'll answer it again. I think these two I have answered the I want to re-answer this one if I haven't already so I, I just got to get better at at unbookmarking these and they make it easy for me now I don't have to click on ellipses or anything <clears throat> He, he, I answered this question, and I, I told him that my comic habits were reducing in 2024 versus 2023. Um, that's probably true uh, across the board, but I see myself getting more expensive books. And <clears throat> I, I really, really, especially this past weekend, I read six issues of of four Spawn titles to get caught up. So it's King Spawn, Scorched Spawn, and what's the other one? Uh, why am I? Oh, Gunslinger Spawn. And he's got like another eight titles coming out. Salmon Twitch being the first, and then I think the next one after that is Rat City. <clears throat> there is a really good video I posted on uh, Twitter of a YouTuber that was interviewing Todd McFarlane about the upcoming books. I, I thought it was fantastic because it was like a synopsis of all the eight books and who's doing them, creative teams and stuff like that. We're going to have two Gunslinger Spawn books. Can you believe that? And we're going to have a Medieval Spawn comic book. And one, so Medieval Spawn will take place in current time. And then the Dark Ages will take place in the past. 
and the Dark Ages is going to be drawn by Liam uh, Sharp, uh, which is going to be fantastic because he did a lot of that uh, medieval spawn shit back in the day, and it was god gorgeous. So I I, I think he's perfect for that. <coughs> and he was in the Dark Ages <coughs> at that time. <coughs> Um, less Kickstarters, I'm hoping, even though I, every time I run into a Pat Shan one, I pull the trigger and I'm like, God damn, that's 15 bucks, man. That's 15 bucks a comic book. You think about that, you know, 15 to 20 bucks a comic book. You're like, why could I be more disciplined and save that 15, 20 bucks and just buy back issues? Like, I have never seen a Kickstarter go up in value. Uh, it just hasn't happened. So I, I don't know if I'm doing... I, I do love Pat Shan comics. They're very sexualized comics. I, I do like some bad idea... Uh, not bad idea. Um, bad bug comics. Especially Vanya. It's just fucking incredible. Um, any Jungle Girl comics I get. Uh... There's some things I just can't, and I want to continue, like the Heart So books, too. You know, like I, I like to get them. But I'm trying to be more selective of adding new material, uh, definitely. I see a lot more funny books uh, coming in my collection in 2024. Uh, be it the Jetsons, Flintstones, or Scooby-Doo, regardless of time period. Um, I, I currently buy Scooby-Doo, um, but I've been buying Scooby-Doo for, shit, maybe about 10 years uh, because it's published by DC, and I, I buy Looney Tunes as well. <clears throat> Interesting enough, the Scooby-Doo stuff is all digital on the apps. So you, if you, you could enjoy, they're really incredible comics, Uh if you read just the Scooby-Doo Where Are You or the Scooby-Doo Batman team-ups or Scooby-Doo team-ups, they're, they're just fantastic comics. Um, and now I've been reaching back further, and I've been talking about wanting three books. The First Prince of the Jetsons. I'm keeping my eye on these, but they're fucking expensive. We're talking like four digits in good condition. Not the Jetsons. That one's still like three digits like 500 400 bucks the <clears throat> the scooby-doo one goes up to about two grand the flintstones one's about a thousand depending on the condition you want <clears throat> and i could get some really beat up copies that are below a 2.0 but and i've been considering it but they're they have like a certain flaw that i just don't want so yeah, so I, I'm re-answer. Will you do more digital? Like in Hawaii, I'm going to be reading a shit ton of digital. I'm probably going to be reading a lot of uh, New Warriors and Guardians of the Galaxy, the first volume of the series uh, by um, mm -mm -mm, Valentino. But I'll probably be catching up on a lot of other comics that I already own physical copies of, but because they're on the iPad, it'll be easier for me to take on a plane and read read over there, uh, assuming I have internet at night, because that's when I do my reading. <clears throat> uh, 
I was disciplined today to say I uh, I almost picked up Night Thrasher just because I, I've been loving the character reading these new Warriors books. And, you know, I, I used to buy the Night Thrasher series stuff around the time Nova launched a lot, a lot of like uh, new warriors characters got their, well, Night Thrasher had like a four issue and then he had an ongoing and so did Nova's. He's had several series, but he had one after he had one that was drawn by Eric Larson. Really fucking fantastic. But yeah. So, so I, I, I could address that question or keep you apprised of uh, every time I do a Mike M's, like where I'm going, because I'm like rabbit hole, rabbit hole. I, I had read all these spawns, and I'm like, well, when I get back from Hawaii, maybe I had a focus. I, I started to go through my collection, and I found holes that I was missing, and I'm like, God damn, it's more than I thought it was going to be, as, you know. 25 to 30 spawn books I'm missing and I'm like fuck and, and then I just randomly started looking at the what the costs were and they're at least 25 to 30 bucks so you want to say uh, speculation you should invest in spawn because <clears throat> they're always in demand and they're hard to get and they're expensive <clears throat> I am so sorry. Uh, I don't know why I got like this allergy thing happening. More so at home than I don't know if it's these plants Barb's growing or what, but she's she's into carnivorous plants like fly Venus flytrap and these this one that has like these sticky things that caps bugs and there's this one she has now that has these weird long flowers and the flowers eat the bugs i it's so weird but i haven't seen him eat a lot of bugs to the truth <laughs> i've seen him get a couple like uh mostly because she has so much plants there's those little tiny plant flies whatever that they go go around this one i may have answered but he asks, uh, have you read Planetary? Only just, he said he only just discovered it. Never appealed to him when it first came out. Didn't trust Wildstorm imprint at the time. I have not, and I don't own it. But if I can catch up with it. I am reading The Current Outsiders, and it's supposed to be like a replacement for Planetary. I ask, well, like, why not just put out a Planetary comic, goddammit? You know, why is Batwoman and... Duke and all these characters inside of an Outsiders title being planetary with the drummer. Like, I don't understand. Some people speculated when I posted it that because Warren Ellis is in bad standing because of, I guess, sexual harassment or whatever he did, that they're trying to change the course. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't. They could just hire somebody to do a planetary comic. And I don't know what Wildstorm <clears throat> owns the property or how it works, but who knows? Maybe maybe Warren Ellis gets a share. Um, 
I would like to see Warren Ellis come back from the, whatever funk he's in and start writing some comics again, especially some Wildstorm-type comics. Uh, I loved all of his stuff. Question, if you're trapped in a lift for three hours, there's enough space through the lift door for Barb to pass you ten books from your to-read pile. What ten books do you ask for? <clears throat> right now, I would ask for... Hmm... Wonder Woman, DC Comics, uh, Danger Street just finished, so I'll, I'll go with that. Love Everlasting, another Tom King. <coughs> um, um, Batman proper. Um. Jay Garrick, Flash, uh, Alan Scott, Green Lantern. I find that one it's my favorite. I just love reading it. Uh, is that five? Um, Amazing Spider-Man, for sure. I, I, I love it. I know people give that book shit, but I, I have a good time with it. Uh, Green Lantern War Journal, for sure. Uh, that's one of my favorite comics. Exo Man of War, at least until it finishes. Throw me some of those Liam Sharp Exo Unconquered issues. Oh my god. It's fantastic. Um, Local Man. Uh, Fantastic Four, and I'll pick one more. That's around 10. It's tough, man. There's a lot of good comics. I didn't pick a lot of indies. <coughs> Spawn. Um, yeah, so uh, those are a handful. I would just, cause, just because I keep caught up in those. And they're really good. <coughs> There's a lot of others that I really uh, like as well. What ten books do you ask Barb to bring to you to keep you occupied for three hours? So I answered that. And I think that wraps up the questions. So thank you, Dallow. You're going to have to send some more. One of yours is like an ongoing. Like I could always, I am not going to unpin that one because I could always let you know where I'm in my collecting habits. <clears throat> I think I did. Do... No, that's the one I want to keep. Okay. So let's let, just an update on the DC spotlight. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. <clears throat> I uh, had a host and that host is too busy working um, a lot because I guess they lost staff. So 
he doesn't think he's going to free up till March or April. And I don't have a plan yet since Kyle left. I, I don't know what to do. Um, I could do it by myself, but then I could just record a Mike M. So I, I'm wavering. Do I get rid of that website? I, I don't know. I If I do, I want to download all the DC Noise, DC Spotlight episodes, make sure I have them on disc before it goes into the vapor so I have them. <clears throat> but... I, I haven't decided yet, um, so just, just that's just a quick update. Uh, yes, I, I gotta total some comics and uh, get back to you on what I read, but I will be back in a bit. I'm gonna go on pause and hopefully clear my throat. All right, let's get down and dirty and let's uh, let's talk about what we read. So um, we're going to go to November 26th of 2023 to uh, December of 20, December 3rd of 2023. I'm going to start with the movies. God, I watched a fuck ton of movies that week. Uh, I watched White Lightning. This was the Burt Reynolds movie um, prior to Gator. So the Gator is a sequel to White Lightning. Uh, totally Killer is on Amazon Prime. That was about a Back to the Future type horror movie where she had to go back to the past to save her mom from getting murdered in the future. Uh, we have Turok, Son of Stone. Really incredible. I don't know if it's out anymore, but it's the animated story uh, that's on Amazon Prime. It was on Amazon Prime. Really fantastic cartoon. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. At the theater, we saw Napoleon... Uh, which was entertaining. It does feel like a, a docu-series, though, rather than a movie. Uh, the next one is Ten to Midnight. This was a Charles Bronson film. Really fantastic. That was a 4 out of 5. So all those movies are a 4 out of 5. I was very happy. Uh, kept kept on my uh, Charles Bronson kick. Uh, Mr. Majestic was a 5 out of 5. That was the maj- a watermelon farmer. <laughs> he plays... That protects his try to protect his land from these fucktards, and um, that was very entertaining. That week we had a good week of reading. I consider a good week of reading uh, 30 or higher, but um, uh, just for me, I, I wish it was 60. But 35, based on my work schedule, is a is a is a good good round of comics to read. Uh, We had five Scout, one Rebel, one Megaton, two Marvel, three Kickstarters, 14 Image, one Fanagraphics, three DC, one Behemoth, three Antarctic Press, and one American Mythology. What a distribution that week. Uh, We'll start with the three out of fives. We had Al Capone, Vampire number one. I wanted to like this one more than I did, but... um, we found, I found out it was a continuation of Vampire PA, which was published by Moonstone back in the day. And uh, this was a continuation. Um, one of the other ones was published by American Mythology that I did not read. Um, that's why this was confusing, because I, I thought this number one would just be able to introduce this world, but it just jumps you into the story. Uh, assuming that you read all the other ones, even though this one is 
Al an Al Capone vampire. I, I I didn't think it was a good one. Uh, just not. I was gonna say Justin. <laughs> Bill thought it was a little better than I did. Uh, four out of fives we get into uh, from Image Comics Petrol Head. This one I didn't continue on with um, before I even read it, but uh, it w it was a decent read. I think I have number two and then I stopped. Uh, old gasoline-powered race car driver deals with life after the gas-powered things are no longer relevant. Uh, we have Witchblade 1 through 10. Uh, been, been, I, I still am marshalling through the Witchblade um, at night, uh, averaging about... Some, well, this week I did 10. That was a lot. Uh, Sarah gets the Witchblade and has to deal with Nottingham and Ken. Um first time a witchblade time in the witchblade where they really got into the legacy of the witchblade uh tony daniel did a fantastic job as a guest artist in there i actually preferred his art to um was it j scott campbell who did that let me see who did witchblade michael turner so um actually preferred his art um I, th I thought it did better i i think i think michael turner's arts uh, at least in the early witchblade are beautiful as a image like a solo image but in terms of storytelling i don't think he got his flow yet or panel layouts <coughs> so it looks beautiful but in terms of dynamic artwork and storytelling i don't think it was as good at least visiting this the second time uh the, one of these had the first appearance of jackie estacado which is the uh, darkness um we have exciting comics 31 through 33 there was more metal and uh, alternate stories an ibis story and a silver age herbie reprint uh herbie was a I think a golden age slash silver fat character that ran around in a cape and had bubble gum and a yo-yo. I don't know. It's a very unusual character. We have um, Phantom Road 3 through 5. This is Jeff Lemire horror story about a trucker and a, a, a girl that's with him. Kind of like running away from these entities that are like in another dimension that are crossing over into ours so it's very unusual story but very entertaining it's kind of hard to describe really you have to read it to, to follow it uh catwoman 58 uh batman and catwoman form an alliance to help jason while uh, vandal savage is building a team of rogues we had amazon's attack number one this ties in really well with wonder woman tom king how the rest of the Amazons are dealing with uh, nations outlawing Amazons from being on their land because of the slaughter that happened at that biker bar um, with the Amazons. But something is controlling the people. Like, something's controlling them to hate the Amazons as well. Could it be Cersei? I don't know. Could it, who could be pulling the strings? Dr. Psycho? I, I know, it could be any one of her villains. Uh, Cerulean, it could be Ares. I don't know. Who, who, who knows? When you deal with gods, it could be anybody that's pissed off. 
Uh, Cerulean Dreams. This was a Kickstarter. Uh, Pat Shand. The first story was Vix, a uh, magic. Uh, there was, then there was that one's a fantasy story. Um, the next story is a magic weed story about a woman that takes all of her partners to a fortune teller, a weed therapist. <laughs> I, I didn't think I would like that one because it's a drug book, but it, it really is fits into the world of Destiny New York and uh, Barista, the, the Barista, what is that one called? Killer? I don't know. It just fits into that world. And then there was a Destiny New York story. So I really enjoyed that one. Then we had Vix the Hunter. Uh, the Cerulean Dreams was the first Vix. This is uh, another one. The world where radiation changed the animals and people and it turns into a fantasy land. Vix is hired to hunt down some of the radiated creatures to protect a small village. From Behemoth Comics, we have uh, Hotline Wildlife Miami. This was a really great book um, based on a video game I had never heard of, but one that was a computer game, <clears throat> I think, that had a uh, cult following. And I really didn't play computer games. I mean, if uh, computer games, the only things I played is I played games on the six, Commodore 64 that I originally... I think I had Congo on Commodore 64 and Larry Bird versus Dr. J. And I don't remember any other games I had on Commodore 64. I kind of learned it as a, to, to learn to program on that Commodore 64. But in terms of computer games, I never really played much except for Doom and Duke Nukem, those ones that we play over the modem. You know, the ones that went... Yeah, those modem sounds that you'd make at 14.4 or 28.8. <laughs> uh, and I hated those games too. They'd make me nauseous because they're they're so dark. And when they're dark and you're running into walls all the time, I I almost want to barf. Um, but I most of the games I played were like uh, for gaming systems. And then I lost interest after the Xbox Generation One for the most part. Um, what else do we have? Uh, we have that one, and this one, the one rabbit guy who kills Russians. It's really an anti-Russian comic book. Um, escapes uh, two killers with a kid, and he adopted this kid that goes into hiding. So he actually killed like all these Russian people that had this Russian kid and then goes into hiding with the kid. It sounds a little weird, doesn't it? But <laughs> it was highly entertaining. Uh, Adventures of Superman, John Kent. John deals with Flash and Wonder Woman in Justice. Um, and he tries to calm and rationalize with the Injustice Superman with his mom's help, Lois. Faust, Love of the Dam, number four, uh, from Rebel Comics. Faust has sex with his doctor. And while naked, slaughters a warehouse full of ops people. Uh, he then surrenders to the cops. Um, I got a text. Let's see what it says. Oh my god. 5.7 earthquake on the big island in Hawaii. Oh Jesus. I'm going to text. Oh great. 
just just because I do a lot of work and I don't want my work lost. Before I left today, I I told one of my uh, co-workers who programs with me, um, right next to me actually. I said, here's all my stuff in case I don't come back. <laughs> if I drown and the plane crashes, here here's here here's the stuff. Just so I, it doesn't get lost and my work isn't wasted. You know, I, I did a lot of work on it. But uh, hopefully there won't be an earthquake when we're there. There was also a 4.6 north of L.A. Wow. All right. Megaton number seven, Ultra Girl and Megaton stop her father as he regains control of his powers, but he can't be around his daughter anymore. Ultra Girl and her mother talk about Megaton and why she she divorced her father. Uh, that was really entertaining. I love Megaton. Um, have all of the issues for Megaton. Um, I really wish I would have bought all of the issues that Carlson did with uh, Big Bang Comics, but uh, I haven't. Some of these Megatons are really special. The like first appearance of Dragon. Um, actually, Dragon's first appearance is Graphic Illustrated, so I don't have his first appearance unless you count the reprint. But it has early appearances of Dragon, and it may be the first appearance of Vanguard, first appearance of Megaton. There's other characters in there that have first appearances. It's really incredible anthology that they did um started off with some success success but as the industry was shrinking they didn't survive that they had intent to um they they were surviving on black and white comics and like a lot of other publishers they wanted to go to color comics to make more money but as they were going to color comics they the industry crashed and they couldn't go to color comics and they kind of petered off but um, if you can get a hold of Megaton collect the collected edition, it's from Image Comics. It is fantastic. We're talking about early Liefeld work, early uh, Eric Larson work, um, early uh, Angel Medina. I mean, you could, the list just goes on and on, and you could just say, "Holy shit, this is it, it is fantastic." I I highly highly recommend this book. If you if 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 you like what I do, and and you like the comics I recommend, then I would go do this. If you don't, then then just don't go get it. But <laughs> this is one one for the books. And then the five out of fives uh, from Marvel Comics: Tales to Astonish, ninety six through ninety seven. Outstanding issue as Namor helps New York, as Crank. Causes a flood. Namor makes a call and they bomb Krang's ship. He thinks he killed Lady Dorma, which he thinks is like Lady Dorma loves him and she made a sacrifice to Krang to keep Namor alive, but he doesn't know that. Uh, plus, Bruce stops the Omega Bomb from destroying New York and reverts back to the Hulk, only to find the government unleashed the Hulk's killer. The Hulk Killer, which is a character, sorry, not the Hulk's killer, but the Hulk Killer. Namor rescues Warlord Krang 
and Lady Dorma from the military, then a final battle with Krang in, in Atlantis, and Krang is banished. Lady Dorma restored to Queen of Atlantis the battle with Hulk, the Hulk killer, uh, Boomerang, who's been in a, a lot of these books. This is the Marvel Boomerang, not Captain Boomerang. But it's weird that Boomerang, who's more of like a Spider-Man, Iron Man, you know, like lower tier characters is fighting the Hulk. <laughs> a guy with boomerangs, right? Uh, but Boomerang waits for Hulk to change back to Banner to attack, which is smart. You know, like, what are these boomerangs going to do against a green monster, right? Mom Breaks the Internet from Scout Comics, number one. I I, I like this issue, number one, way more than I like number two. I, I thought... I thought by keeping the scope lower and not broadening it like they did in issue two, it was more interesting. But uh, to each his own, uh, you be the judge. But it's still a five out of five. Cybersecurity analyst fired from her job and her protesting daughter attacked by a mog, uh, you know, like a maga, mong, what do they call them? Why can't I pronounce it? Trump supporter, manga people, MAGA, I don't know what they're called, and police. <laughs> uh, now I'm getting it confused with manga. It's not manga. It's <laughs> I'm so old. Uh, Red Room Crypto Killers, number one. Uh, this goes over the daughter and the decimator discovering who her father was. So the daughter discovers... Uh, the decimator was her father. The lawyer is after his money after he kills him. And she eventually finds something in her backpack that leads her to know about $500 million that her father had for her. <clears throat> We have Junior 1 through 4. This is incredible. Uh, volume 2 is coming out. Um, was in the solicits just recently. A woman and her hippo discovered a dinosaur planet with an artifact that can heal or be an ultimate weapon. She finds out her mom is alive, who she, she thought was her dead. I mean, she thought was dead, and she was actually working for her father because um, he's the superior officer, but it gets into the politics of how the father was trying to protect the daughter, and he thought the wife was dead, but the wife was on the planet, trying to use this technology for a cure for people but the corporation that sent them to begin with uh, to that planet wanted to abuse that technology so the mother and daughter want to protect it you know from the father essentially who's working for the corporation so um when it's a five out of five you remember this shit. you don't even have to look at your notes okay uh, Private Dance uh, is a Kickstarter from Pat Shand. This one's fantastic. Probably my favorite Pat Shand. I, I don't know what it is. Is because it's realistic strip club adventures? I don't know. I I've always been fascinated with strip club uh, type stuff. I I've been to several strip clubs. Uh, the best one being in Vegas. Uh, was it the Palomino Club? It probably doesn't exist anymore. But uh, I went with uh, IEEE, because I was an electrical engineer. We went to Vegas for a, a two-day uh, venture where a bunch of engineers rented one room so 
15 to 20 of us could sleep in if we got tired or go rest. And we would just stay up uh, gambling. Uh, we went to a strip club. It had three floors. Uh, one floor was was a a typical strip club, but but there was a lot of people. And the the runways where the strippers would come out on, there was like one platform where they would do their thing. And uh, it was if you go up to the second floor and then the third floor the third floor is like where you get lap dances and it had three strip maybe four strip platforms and the second one was a little more mild but as you went up floors it went from like well there were it was fully nude so it was a fully nude strip joint on all floors but um it became more personal but it it was the funnest time i ever had at a strip club because this one stripper gorgeous strip stripper uh, fucking beautiful but um Def Leppard song came on and it was the slow one have you ever wanted someone so bad have you ever wanted someone you just couldn't have you know I love Def Leppard so I'm I'm there and uh I, I took the dollar to to put it you know to give her they had like these weird little thongs, even though they were like fully nude, that you could put a dollar in, in there. But she took the dollar from me and put it on the rim of my glasses, and then squeezed her breasts so like she smudged her tits like right in my face. Okay. <clears throat> and then my friend, uh, who was there, there was like four of us that that were there. He did the same thing, and he was like, oh, this is awesome, but except she broke his glasses with her tits. So she, like, squeezed them. His glasses snapped in the middle. So so, so this is – and I, I was just laughing my ass off. I, I, I had never laughed so hard in my life. Like, I was literally on the floor. And then it got worse, okay? So the stripper felt really bad, and she's fully naked at this time, right? So she goes to the back and gets super glue. And she's naked, and she's trying to glue his glass together, and she she ends up sticking herself to herself like she's <laughs> she's fully nude, and there's just super glue attached to every everybody's all sticky. And my friend's so disappointed because he can't see anymore. Like, what's he gonna fucking tell his wife? Okay, at the time that we did this, I wasn't married, but the two there were two guys that I was with that were married. They were older than me at the time. They were in their late 30s, and I was early. No, they were in their early 30s, and I was in my 20s. So I was like 23, and they were like 32 and 35. But but anyway... uh. He just said, let's get the fuck out of here. And then, then I went back and I told the professor <laughs> what had happened. And we, and then we, we were rolling again. But uh, I, I had been to a couple strip clubs. I, I've been to some in New Mexico. I've been to some in Colorado. It's always been interesting. But this comic is, is about stories about this. And it ties into Destiny New York. It ties into the weed stuff. It's like a cohesive universe that 
all these characters exist in. But uh, it's a story about a couple that goes to a strip club and two strippers that work there. And it was just, it was artistically beautiful. And the story was really interesting. And then the, the new Kickstarter is coming out to do the new one. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, we then get to the next week. This is the week of 12-4 through 12-10, 2023. Um, there were a lot of movies I watched. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, which I think I've seen before. But this might have been the first time. I big fan of the first Dumb and Dumber, and this one was Dumb and Dumber 2. Because I think there's another Dumb and Dumber 3 that had two people that weren't even Jim Carrey and, uh, God, I can't remember his name. But uh, it, was, it was entertaining, 4 out of 5. Silent Night, that was a movie at the theater. Um, I don't know the actor, is Kill, Kill something, Killmore, Kill Kill but he's the actor that plays Rick Flagg in the Suicide Squad movies. Uh, he was in there as a guy that loses his ability to talk. And his daughter, I, maybe it was his son, I think it was his son, loses his son and then goes after the people that killed his son. Uh, Exorcist Believer, uh, I don't even remember this one, but I must have liked it. I'll have to look that up again. Messenger of Death. That was a Charles Bronson movie. Uh, fantastic. That was about a religious group. He, As a reporter, he had to investigate these religious killings that were happening. And it really was like a political situation where they were trying to get land from these... Um, Mormon-type people. I could. I was gonna say Methodist, but uh, <clears throat> they were care people that bought these pieces of land that had multiple wives. Um, and Charles Bronson got caught up in all of it. Uh, Breakout was another Charles Bronson movie where he got hired by the wife of a guy who went to prison for really no reason other than his was it his father or father-in-law wanted him to be framed for a murder he didn't commit. Very strange. Very good movie. Highly recommended. Most of these movies on Charles Bronson I watched on Amazon Prime. They might not be there anymore. But it was between that, Tubi, and Hulu. And, like, I would just go Charles Bronson it. You know what I mean? Uh, because I think I became, like, huge fan of his. Like, just... I, I just am a fan. Even his wife, like, is in a lot of movies, and I just, ah, oh, I just love Charles Bronson now. A uh, total of 26 comics. That's not too bad. That's almost at the 30. Uh, pretty good distribution on this one. Uh, Scout, one comic. Marvel, 20. Last Gasp Comics, number one. Uh, Gold Key had one comic. Eclipse had one. Dark Horse had one. And Aerosol had one. We'll start with the three out of fives. I, I did cancel this issue, even though it looks very appealing, and it involves cholas. Like that that yeah, I grew up with cholas, cholos and cholas in Mexico. But uh, this is called Lipstick 
Clica. It had everything going for it except execution, in my opinion. But I, I actually didn't continue with it. Uh, two things that I didn't continue with it. The cost was $5.99. It, it was a little oversized, but I didn't enjoy it enough to be spending 6 bucks on a book. Um, vampire shapeshifters dealing with drugs uh, against other gang comp- competition. The $5.99 cover price was way too much for this book. It caused me not to uh, enjoy it. Uh, Photon, uh, this is the Monica Le- uh, Lambeau series. Uh, number five, um, she is able to return to Earth with the help of the Beyonder, that female Beyonder, and Star Fox. Establishes her as an Omega-level hero. Um, this one I did not own, and I read digitally, so... Um, it, you could see in the Marvel, I, I try to, a lot of the series that I'm not buying, I try to read. Um, and uh, this was, a, everything's worth reading uh, to me. Um, uh, so I fell in the character. I liked it. But so so neither of the, the, the first one that was a three out of five, I didn't continue with. The second one. I didn't buy to begin with, and but I read all five issues digitally. We have the four out of fives. We have all Canadian beaver comics. This has like a real beaver covering up a lady's, lady's crotch. This falls under underground comics. That's the last gas comics. There, there were some funny X-rated comics. It was an anthology. Some stories were better than others. Um, there were two that I really liked, and... The rest of them were kind of like, oh, they're there. Um, <clears throat> I, I try to pick up any underground comics because I, I didn't, I haven't been experienced a lot, and I like to experience all kinds of comics. So I think over the course of the last five years, I've picked up maybe about 25 um, underground comics. You know, R. Crumb and in that realm, uh, Last Gas comics. Usually deal with a lot of drugs and sexuality. We have Carnage number one. This is the the new one that came out of the event. Um, I think is the Death of Venomverse, which is the next one. But this is Carnage bonds with Cletus Cassidy again, the new one. We have Death of Venomverse number three. Uh, so Carnage, I do buy. Uh, all Canadian comics I, I do own now. Uh, Beaver comics. Death of Venomverse I read digitally. That is a prequel to Carnage because it's the Carnage symbiote that isn't bonded with Cletus Cassidy that's going across the Marvel, Marvel multiverse trying to gain power by killing every Venom or every symbi- symbiote that's not Cletus's symbiote. We have... It's like uh, the premise of Highlander across the multiverse, right? There can be only one. <laughs> uh, we have Red Goblin, uh, four through seven. This one's the normie has a young sympathetic s- symbiote. Um, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, also read digitally. So I don't own Death of Universe, don't own Red Robin, but I enjoyed them and... Uh, <clears throat> probably makes sense to read them digitally. I pro- probably wouldn't read them again. Um, Phantom Road number six. This is the driving the truck to a carnival. 
and then see the rig surrounded by dead bodies. This is the weird one by Jeff Lemire. Then the FBI teams up with a, a deputy, and she finds a fellow FBI agent that she trusts. <clears throat> that kind of believes her story or knows what's going on. And this, whatever these death creatures are, they've been known to the FBI, but nobody wants to admit it. So um, it's almost like if you admit it that you're ostracized. I don't know. Um, Cult of Carnage, Misery 1 through 4. This is probably the better one. I, this one I read digitally too, but this one is one the one that you're, I, I'm thinking – Man, maybe maybe that should be in my collection. It looks beautiful, and I didn't realize that Liz Allen is misery because it fits. Well, I guess you got Normie, Lizzie, all the different Osborns, you know, fucking Golden Gold Goblin, and this Norman and Harry supposedly dead. It, oh, there's so much, but um, this one read really well. Liz Allen becomes misery, which is a combination of anti-venom and carnage. We have Gal Galaxina, Gal Galaxina, number one. This is the Aerosol book, and it's it's very interesting. It's based on a movie of the same name that starred the Playboy Playmate that was killed by her husband, and they made a movie called Star 80 on it. So if you look up Star 80 and you see, you'll find out what Playboy Playmate was killed by her husband, and this movie was starred that Playboy Playmate before she died um very interesting picked that one up at the local lcs uh the next one i also picked up at the local lcs another sexy cover flaxen number one this is a dark horse based on a real person who was a nurse that started working out to become a playboy model i did not know that when I bought these, that they would have to do with Playboy. I, I, I had not made this connection. It's about a nurse who gets electrocuted when trying to turn on backup power in a hospital, saving a boy's life, and she gets superpowers. This one was very interesting, because whoever had bought this comic book went to the Playboy magazine and cut out the actual nude pictures of this person that this book is based on. So so this this book had a lot of great back matter, but it didn't have any nude pictures. It's from Dark Horse. They're not going to put nude shit in there. But whoever owned this comic book went to the Playboy and cut out like five nude pictures and put it inside the centerfold of this comic book. How interesting is that? And that I picked it up randomly. Uh, it also had pinups from Mark Evanier, Steve Rude, John Romita, and uh, Sergio Aragonis. That's a pretty fucking great lineup of artists to be doing pinups of Flaxen. How about that? <clears throat> we had AXA, which is a um, Eclipse comic. And this one is a female thunder... The barbarian travels to another uh, world with travels with another man and a robot in wastelands, kind of like Thunder the Barbarian, except there's no Ookla the Muck. Uh, has a Road Warrior Thunder feel, and I really enjoyed it. Artistically, I think it's done by somebody overseas 
that has a fantastic based on like an Italian comic book or something like that and then Eclipse translated it and put it into a comic book in America uh, because there is some more AXA stuff that's out there uh, but Eclipse only published two issues we have Daredevil 1 through 4 um, this is the chip uh, Zardowski Volume 2, Daredevil and Elektra going after the hand, Punisher and the fist. Uh, Goldie uh, reveals to be controlling uh, Daredevil's life by making him go through tragedies to make him a better da Daredevil. This is weird because that's the weird part of this whole hand uh, fist, like Daredevil and Elektra are the fist. And they're going after the Punisher, which is the hand. And very unusual story, but really well done. And uh, the thing that makes this interesting is there's this like character that went to college with Matt back in his lawyer days that claims to be an angel of some type that's sort of like guiding him to make him a better daredevil. Like... It's like Bane trying to make a better Batman or what is his name? Hush or whatever their motive motives are like those characters that put these people through ultimate tragedies through their lives just to try to make them a better hero. Well, that's what this that that's a weird part of this series. We got the Phantom number three. This is uh, the Phantom, uh, the Australian hero. Lee Falk. Um, it had a story called The Diamond Chalice and Crybaby. Both of them were really good from Gold Key. I, I'm reading that digitally. Um, I think I have a few uh, Golden Age uh, Gold Keys of the Phantom. And I, anytime I run across a Phantom, I will read them. But I am reading a collected edition from Hermes Press on the app. So... If you didn't know this, I have three digital services of comic books. One of them I hate in terms of finding stuff, but the Marvel and DC apps are fantastic. Uh, you, you could find hours and hours and hours of entertainment. The one that's really hard to find is now that Comixology has become Kindle. It, 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 as soon as uh, Comixology got bought and became like, Comixology Unlimited, it, it just became like a really hard search engine and you can't buy stuff on there. And then it mixes stuff that costs money with stuff that's free and you have to use the filter to get the stuff that you want. And you have to kind of know what you're looking for because the algorithm's not very good at picking free shit for you. Uh, it, it's a mess, but it's worth the cost. It's really cheap. Especially when you could find something like Golden Age Phantom on there and read it. Uh, then the five out of fives was the Punisher, Jason Aaron, one through four, uh, which ties in with the Daredevil. So just coincidentally, I started reading this shit and realized they're tying into one another, which is fantastic. But the Hand Priestess brings Frank's wife back to life and is controlling Frank and setting him against Ares. Um, that Ares is the Marvel Ares, um, which was a part of Dark Avengers and other things. 
Also, she is telling him stories that may or may not be true of his childhood, so it gives him a lot of flashbacks that are pretty pretty damn interesting. This series was phenomenal. One of the best Marvel comics I've read in years. I, I did finish it. It was fantastic. One of the best Punisher comics I've ever read. Very emotional. Very emotional and very um, thought-provoking. Um, so that's all I had. Uh, that was for the weeks of November 26th, 2023 through uh, December 10th, 2023. Um, we're going to summarize the five out of fives again. Punisher 1, th- 1 through 4 by Jason Aaron uh, by Marvel Comics. And Tales to Astonish 96 and 97 from Marvel Comics. Uh, Scout had two, Marvel Breaks the Internet and Junior. Uh, Red Room Crypto Killers uh, from Fanagraphics. And from Space Beyond, I think, between Pat Shan's company and the Kickstarters, Private Dance, number one. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, please provide feedback. Uh, let me know what you think of the episode. Uh, it it ke- keeps me motivated. Send me questions. You can send them to me on X at Mike Myers Brunch, on Blue Sky at Mike Myers Brunch, on Facebook at uh, at the site Geek Brunch Podcast, uh, at the website itself geekbrunchpodcast.com. You can leave a comment. I will see it the next time I log in to post an episode. Uh, lots of ways to get a hold of me. Let me know what you think. Uh, keep engaged. Um, send me questions. Send me comments. Uh, collector's questions are always welcome. Um, yeah, have a good one. Uh, I'll talk to you again when I get back from Hawaii. Uh, take care. Bye. <laughs>